millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, we're at the Business Lounge. We're in the posh seats today, which is very usual for me. I've got my suit jacket and everything. That is Graham speaking, by the way, in case you were wondering. To my right, I've got Sean from the, the Irish Blackcast, but with a Durham accent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Are you all right? Yeah, good, yeah. Enjoying it so far. Got Michael, who um, I'll be honest with you, we took a roast at a bit last night, yeah. didn't we? Oh, uh, base this morning, good night though, wasn't it? Okay. From what I remember of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sore heads this morning and didn't help that we were staying in our apartment was like an igloo, literally minus. Igloo. Yeah, it was 10 degrees. Sounds like an easy hole. We got a warm bottle of water last night, came in this morning, it was like an ice bottle. <laughs> <laughs> bet, you were, bet you respected yeah. like that in the yeah. morning though. <laughs> um, and in front of me, I have. Someone's very own Darren Williams. You all right, Darren? Yeah, great. Aye, yeah. Pleased to be here, really. Yeah, posh seats, nice yeah, and You're used to it, though, aren't you? Ah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One goal against Borough, and it's posh seats. Key to the city. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the lineups just came out. We've yeah. got, I think, one change because, as as Neil so nicely said last week, Joe Lynch died. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> rest in peace, Joe. He's been replaced by Tom Flanagan. Yeah. Um, I'll come to you first, Sean. What do you think of the, the team? Are you surprised he's kept Dobson in? Yeah, I thought he might have started uh, scouring. Um I don't know, I thought uh, Dobson didn't have the greatest game uh, down in Pompey. And I thought, you know, I might have seen White, uh, White come out and Lafferty come in. Yeah. But he's keen to continuity and you know, give the system a go, see how they get on. Yeah. I've got my opinions on Dobson, as everyone knows, but even I would have probably dropped them, so, um, which hurts my heart to say, but there you go. Michael, what do you think of the team? Yeah, I, t- I thought it'd be a couple of changes as well. I'm surprised. Um, I think Parkinson's really imp- uh, wants to keep the consistency going on, as Sean said, with the team, but I would have thought Lafferty in. Mike's really been poor. I know he scored against Trimere a couple of weeks ago, but really his performances haven't been great. Like No. Um, Dobson, I'd say you're happy staying in. I Just mean, look I, at his hair. I, 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 love, I love Dobson for one reason, Hair's one reason today. only. Well, I took my time. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, no, it's not the worst team really, but we'll see how we get on. Um, I would have thought maybe. I definitely thought Lafferty was there anyway. I was yeah, surprised same. At that. Yeah. Just, well, White was meant to be injured as well, wasn't yeah, he? So yeah. he's been pretty shy, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Darren, I think you probably know a little bit more about football than us, so we're probably all wrong. But what's your opinion on that? Yeah, well, I thought there would be a few changes. To be quite honest, um, got a lot of games coming up, a lot mm-hmm. of big games, um, and games that we need to win. And obviously, today is one of those. Um, you know, maybe it's a few changes from you know, the, the disappointing res- uh, result last week. Um, but you know, the manager, the manager's coming his own. To be fair, so I, you know, I think we can't really judge against him at this moment in time you know he's been on a bit of a little run um, decent run um, yep. but unfortunately you know last week was a bit of a blip um, whether he sees that as just being a, a little bit of a one off mm. 
maybe that's say he wants to keep continue with the side that you know he's has done well for him in previous weeks. To be fair, Portsmouth are playing well as well, like Sutter, but it wasn't like he lost to someone at the bottom of the It's league, a different you know? place to go, yeah. 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 it's not a nice place to go neither. I can't tell you anything nice about Portsmouth, sorry lads. <laughs> <laughs> so I just can't. No, no. No, just can't have it, not at all. Someone told me the other day Cameron Burgess was vegan, I was like, fine, I'm going to eat meat. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I've been for those who don't know, I was vegan for a long time. Um, we've been on the podcast three minutes, and I've said that that's a good new record, I think. Um, but I think you know we talked about the, the game last week, and it was poor, wasn't it? Like yeah. we've got to be honest, it was absolutely rank rotten. Um, I think George Dobson falling over the ball and the air kick, and it was just like it just summed up the yeah, entire day, not didn't it? You see that? Now, is it? <laughs> no, it was funny though. In fairness, it yeah, was, it was, it was yeah. relatively hilarious. <laughs> I think it's disappointing as well since his conceded goals from set pieces because like, we have been good defensively yeah. like and in the last six score and it looks like the thing is with every cross that came in every set piece so it looked like we were going to concede Todd, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean maybe I should come to you with this Darren as well but did you, did you watch the game last week or did you see the goals I've yeah? seen the goals yeah yeah I've seen the goals what was your thoughts on you know what went wrong with that like where as a defender, performance centre, well, he played anyway, didn't you? Let's yeah, be honest. Half um, <laughs> <but laughs> <Bartman> goal. <laughs> yeah. Mainly centre half, I would say, or right back. Um, what would you say was was wrong from your opinion with the kind of setup we had? We had Luke O'Neill on Burgess at one point, which is a bit weird. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a strange setup. I think you know, I'm a big believer, in obviously, you know, you, you go from you go man for man, but you probably try and hide, hide for height yeah. as much as you can. Don't get me wrong, you're not always going to have that. Mm-hmm. You know, one team's got. Know, giants then obviously you know you're always going to have small players in your side but for me I, I don't know it's you know you've got to be disciplined you know you've got to stay switched on and you know you have a split second in that box where you switch off you're going to concede and you know the, those things maybe just crept in, in into that and that's why we you know maybe just keep conceding from set pieces where we're normally decent Are you surprised that Alan Mostek's been well yeah. he's on the bench today but before that he'd been dropped completely he wasn't uh, injured or anything like there was no talk of him being injured and he's, he's always been consistent for me. Well, yeah. This was a strange one. We had this one on Thursday night, and uh, you know, I basically said, you know, he has, he has been consistent. He's been doing well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, for, and, and, and that's a big hit on a player as well. If you're in the side and you, you know, you believe you're doing well, you, and that's where players are always super critical. You know, so if you yeah. know, if you know you're not doing well, yeah. you're your worst enemy because you pick and you pick the bones out your own your own game. Um, so for me, you know, he's been doing well. So he's now scratching his head, thinking, "Well, why have I actually been left out?" So whether whether the manager's pulled him and actually explained why he's out, then I hope he has because yeah. that can play on a player's mind, and obviously can have a knock effect on it. Same as last year, though, as well. Like Austin comes in and out the squads. So no manager seems to rate him really that highly, yeah. consistently to start him every week. Yeah, last was the same last year. Remember, it was the Doncaster game near April. We won two 0 yeah, He had a great game with Jimmy Dunn. Jimmy Dunn, yeah. Before that, he wasn't even in the squad for yeah. a month or two. Like, it just seems strange. The thing is with Ozturk as well, he's like, he's like the new Phil Bosley. No matter who we bring in, eventually after yeah. five games, he just gets back, back in. in. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. for me, Ozturk since the Sheffield Wednesday game last season when he made that yeah. absolute howler of a mistake, he's never really put a foot wrong. And there's some people that don't think very much of Ozturk. And I, every, football's a huge game of opinions, but yeah. I, I, I can't understand why you wouldn't want a bloke that just gets rid of the bloody ball it's when it goes in your box. Yeah, it's yeah. because he just kind of like plays simply, doesn't he? He doesn't yeah. take no yeah. nonsense. Well, that's what I just sexy yeah. centre-half, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? Like, no-nonsense yeah. defender, you know, especially at this level, you know, you have to be a no-nonsense. You know, you just yeah. get, yeah. you know, no-nonsense being a defender first and foremost. Yeah. Once, you, once you start commanding games and you're on top of games, then you can then you can be a little bit like, well, yeah, I'll get it down and play. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But first and foremost, I would say, if you're, if you're a defender, defender. Yeah. Do your job. He does it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with uh, the defence as well, I mean, we'll go back to sort of the, the Premier League days, 99-2000, 
you had Paul Butler, who was, I mean, I love Paul Butler, but he was a brute. Yeah, he just got, right, he got, yeah. he just got rid of it, and then you had the likes of Steve Bold or Jody Craddock or yourself could come in and play a little bit and play it out from the back. I feel like Osirk and Flanagan really weirdly in the back three sort of work, because Flanagan's not that bad coming out. I much prefer him on the right-hand side. Yeah, a lot of the time he plays on the left, and I, I do see him be a bit dodgy when he's on the left. But then state. Willis is so good on the, on the right, but I quite liked the Willis... Flanagan flanked either yeah. side of just the big brute in the middle because if it went near anyone, if there was ever a ball that came in the box, also would just get rid of it. There would be no like miscommunication or anything like mm-hmm. just, just launch it out. Whereas, you know, hopefully I'm wrong and, and hopefully we'll listen back to this and go, I totally understand why Bailey Wright was playing there, but <laughs> Bailey Wright didn't didn't strike me as the commanding centre half I thought he was going to no. be last week, although it is very, very early to judge. He hasn't played yeah. a lot of football either. You know, no. He barely played for Bristol City, he was injured, and then. He's still waiting for the injury. He went to get a bad injury as well. Yeah. He's a bad record, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, you run the risk of that, don't yeah. you? Know what I mean? Yeah. You take somebody who's, who's had a, a list of injuries over you know, a short period of time, then you always run the risk of them actually getting injured. Yeah. yeah. A real Sunderland signing as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real Sunderland signing. <laughs> Apparently not the first Aussie to ever play for us. Apparently we had like an Aussie that played for us in like the 30s or something. Someone told me the other day and I was just like... You know that one, Darren, do you? Ah, yeah, I What is going But hopefully um, we'll, we'll come back after the match and we'll have whoever, whoever's doing the, the, the end of the pod because I don't think I'm going to last the day, I'll be honest with you. I don't think you're going to last the day. <laughs> but um, I'll go with some predictions before we go. I'll come to you first, Sean. Uh, yeah, I think we'll win today. I think uh, Ipswich are on a bit of a poor run. They've not beaten anyone in the top eight this season. Uh, two on Sunderland. I really, really want to beat Ipswich here. Here's a little random story for you. And you'll remember this game. Tuesday night, got beat 2-0, meant that we were in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, my dad came in, as drunk as he ever was that night, and it, it was like, he just came in, watched the game, steely, angry, sort of, oh, damn, we're in the playoffs, bloody Ipswich. And when, I think it was David Johnson or Alex Matthew, Alex Matthew, ex-mag, missed the penalty. And my mum went, oh, well, I missed the penalty at least. And my dad just lost his ride completely and went, but he got the second and picked up a loaf of bread and launched it at the TV. <laughs> like, we were picking crumbs out of it, like the, the widescreen TV. Well, it wasn't not that wide looking back now. Like, but, uh, picking crumbs out of that literally up until pretty much all the, the divorce, to be honest. Um, probably still am, but back to more serious matters. <laughs> um, what do you think, Darren? I think, yeah, again, I think, you know, I think we'll win today. I mean, obviously, there's talk about them having a few injuries. You know, but yeah. like I said, until the team sheet comes out, you know their team. You don't, you know, you don't think. Because that can have an effect on the players. You know, they see it in the in the papers and this or online. So you kind of yeah. you start relaxing a little bit. Oh, well, you know, they're an easier game. But it's never going to be an easy yeah. game. I mean, if it's up there for a reason, yeah, you know, a decent side. But I do believe that when they, you know, again, I'll, you know, I'll go too long. Who was the first Sunderland player to score against Ipswich at the stadium line? It wasn't me, was it? Darren Williams. Well, yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling it was me. Yeah. <laughs> You're afraid to say it. Yeah. <laughs> a, you want to blow me on, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a scruffy header at the back post, if I remember right. Then Kevin leader. Phillips scored an overhead. <laughs> anyway, Phillips, yeah, Phillips scored an overhead kick, which wasn't yeah. too bad. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking? 2-1. I think 2-1 as well. McGuire scored a winner. Free kick. He's due a good game. Yeah. But we have to win these games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone, I don't know who it is, doesn't like Newcastle, which is no. fine. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to win 5 0, which indicates how much he's drank. Um, I'll go with my prediction. I think um, 
Two one, yeah. yeah, I think two All one as well. Um, we need to go do a bet now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be a, a Charlie White Hatrick one in his own net. Um, but thanks, it. thanks for checking in uh, at the national second part of International Fans Day today. Uh, thanks to Darren, thanks to Sean, thanks to Michael. Um, we're going to try and have a sleep. I think. Yeah. <laughs> sleep through the game. I'm half time challenge as well. Are you on the half-time challenge? Yeah. Oh, no. You're Watch gonna, out. You're going to straight on your arse. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you meant the half-time challenge was like, how many more pints yeah. can you How long can I stay awake? Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're back at full time after a great win, really. One at Michael. Good yeah, win. Yeah, brilliant win, yeah. Chalk and cheese in the first attack half. Yeah, massively. Gary? You didn't join us this morning or this afternoon or whenever it was. But this so, afternoon, two o'clock, yeah. wasn't it? That's right. But you're back with us. Oh, yeah, you're with us now. Absolutely buzzing. Absolutely buzzing with the win. Like, really, really needed three points there, especially looking at other results there today. We needed them three points. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you could feel it in the stand as well. Second half, the closer it got that last like ten minutes, yeah. you could feel that everyone knew we needed those three points. But during half time, Michael. Um, <laughs> Like I said before, I felt like the United Nations fell in the centre <laughs> circle at one point, but then talk talk to the fucking world, eh? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> like really. um, I was absolutely bollocks now, but I just I said I have to defend, I can't shoot, so I said if I can defend, don't let anyone score, I'll get my chance eventually. Incredible credit to you, I got the ball for myself on the edge of the box and just a little dink into the bottom corner. It's quite funny. You, you became famous in my corner because when you put it in, I was like, I was drinking with him last night. And I was like, <laughs> like, all right, I don't think he's signing for us yet. But, um, I've ruined my trousers, so the runners are fucked. The yeah, yeah, you, you, but I brought a pair, spare pair because I knew this was going to happen. You've a Sunderland contract on the way for you now anyway, so you'll be able to pay for new runners. You had a half-time slip, it was absolutely bizarre. But before we get into the game, I suppose a little bit more in depth, um, what was your thought on a really, 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 really weird refereeing performance? Oh, shocking. It was like playing against 12 men. 12 men there. Yeah, all the calls I actually what, what for the um, back pass I didn't think that was a back pass it wasn't no uh, I'm like, 100% I, I certain they both hit the ball at the same time and yeah. then it back into McLaughlin I also thought if you hit the ball off the foot of the keeper I thought you were out picking up then but it might be wrong on that as well I wasn't sure I mean the Ipswich players almost shouted for it but there was so many times when the referee kind of like made a decision then went uh, Ipswich yeah, and it was like and I watched the linesman do exactly the same and he did the same I mean I might be wrong watching it back and I would have to watch it back this is unfortunately a reaction pod yeah. which means that the reaction I'm going to have might be different once I've seen it back but to me it was not a back pass and why would everyone around me said why would McLaughlin pick it up if, if, if there was a slight element of doubt with that I mean which end of the stadium were you at? In the west where the goal was so we didn't see where far end from the, uh, yeah. okay. but from where there I, I was convinced that uh, Flanagan I don't know who was with uh, the Ipswich striker both hit the exact same time and I thought it was grand for McLaughlin to pick it up but I don't know maybe people the other end might have seen it better than we did but I wasn't sure I mean it was right in front of us so like yeah. if I have got it wrong then it's really going to show up my knowledge <laughs> of football but and you um, might need glasses it was it was it just I, I mean I, when he picked it up I was like oh well done lads and then it was just a case of like hang on he's doing he's done what but it was like a case of decisions that were just crackers um, but and I've said this for a few weeks that I've wanted to see Kyle Lafferty start yeah. and he was on a minute and we scored yeah, yeah. 
do we put all of the wind just down to Kyle Lafferty? <laughs> <laughs> in fairness though, what I would say is that um, Parkinson, like I give him stick for his substitute sometimes. I think he's, he delays it too long, but today I think he got the most spot on. I think Lafferty was perfect at that, at that stage. And it was actually good to see him go with two up front. I was convinced it was going to be straight swap for yeah. White, but it was good to see the ambition that he wanted to win. And in fairness, we needed to win, so... I have to give credit where it's due for Parkinson for that decision. It was the right call. What did you make of the game management, Gary? The, sorry, the, ga- the game management from Parkinson. Yeah, I thought, I thought, do you know what? He, he, he waits. We all kind of talk about how long he waits to make his changes, you know, but at one point you're looking and there's a couple of lads that are looking tired. I thought, being honest with you, kind of an hour in, I thought Charlie would look tired, but then it was yeah. like he got a second win and he just had a new lease of life and it's fantastic. And even with... I don't know how we got a free kick for us there five, ten minutes left yeah. backing in again another one of these weird decisions where he's backing in he's backing in and he just fell and somehow we got a free kick we're not going to complain but yeah well, back to Parky game management I thought the subs worked um, obviously Lafferty coming on see you want to waste a couple of seconds at the end there as well yeah. bring Conor McLaughlin on but all in all I think yeah great absolutely fantastic like delighted did anyone else panic like mad when Conor McLaughlin oh. came out? even though it was just a minute it was like he just oh, thought he was going to no. mess up do something like oh, yeah, oh, like, no. McLaughlin yeah. and Flanagan on at the same time there's yeah. no way we're keeping the clean sheet Flanagan played well though to be fair. He did. He did. Yeah, and he saved us at the end there I think Gibson went through and he got he got back and put a good tackle in when he's on fault yeah, they, get, they went through though wasn't it I, I think defence and maybe I'm being a bit hard but the defence just looks a lot better when Joel Lynch isn't in it Yeah. and I can't pinpoint why I think it just looks better when Joel Lynch isn't in it um, and it's not because it's more balanced for Flanagan in because Joel Lynch is left footed Flanagan's right footed so, but Flanagan at the end looks so much more assured and willing to get his body in the way than maybe Lynch sometimes does which is probably a bit harsh on Joel Lynch because he got knocked out last week may <laughs> um, rest in peace yeah <laughs> But and another thing, and everyone's going to say I'm really biased for this, but I have to mention it, right? I was very much of the opinion George Dobson needed to be dropped. Yeah. I said, you know what, he's not tired, I think it's a wrong decision, I'd be scouring or someone else. But to be honest with you, today, I thought he's one of our better players today, George Dobson, and I really think, like, it's harrying in the second half, but his range of passing as well, the time he pinged it, I thought it was one of his better games today, and I think... I really think we need to be a bit more patient with him sometimes. I'm not saying he should be in the team every week, but he's still a young lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he's shown quality over the past, since Christmas time, he's had really good games and really bad ones. And I think if we just persevere a little bit, maybe introduce him on and off, maybe take him out sometimes, he's going to become actually a really good player for us. And I know people will laugh at that because people have made their mind up on Dobson, but like as a player away from my kind of like jokey loving I think George Dobson did really well today and I think that's why when people say he's just shite and he doesn't create anything doesn't do anything one of the worst midfielders I've ever seen I think you look at his range of passing he's certainly not no, no. He, has, he, has, he has the ability like but as you said he's still a young player and I think what you've got to remember as well is like he was at Walsall last year wasn't it yeah. so like it's a massive step up from Walsall to Sunderland and um, obviously like the, the fans as well they can't be demanding like so you have to give them a chance like uh, but I think you got to remember as well we play in midfield too like where most teams you're playing against do have three in midfield and sometimes it can be quite difficult um, especially if you're young lad like you can get overrun but like I actually was surprised though as well that Scowan didn't get a chance today I thought maybe yeah. last 10-15 minutes he could have 
come in now. But credit where credit's due to uh, Parkinson, we won the game. I even said much. with Scowan, I said like when we scored the goal, I said, right, get Dobson up power yeah. and get Scowan on because apparently this kid just he likes to break people up. Yeah, break it <laughs> it's like that's just what you want. Um, but I mean, the first half was. Let's be honest, the first half was pretty dire. Francis, turgid. And Ipswich didn't necessarily look good as opposed to we looked really bad. But as soon as we stepped it up again, I tell you what, I mean, we're talking about it uh, sort of near the end of the game or like just before we scored, actually. It's funny how Jack Ross's team's always got worse after half time. Parkinson seemed to get better. Yeah. Like the Donny game was nil nil, but we did come on stronger second half. We actually, like, in a, it's got to be the fitness, hasn't it? Yeah. That, that too but I, I think Parkinson may have the ability to give them and kick up the hole that they need at yeah. half time you know like we've had a couple of games recently where we start really really fast like the Wickham game for instance yeah. you know three up after 21 minutes or whatever it was a couple of games recently now we've come out and we've been flat and we've come out second half a different team yes. now, and just with, like I think our midfield today was phenomenal obviously you've mentioned Dobson there but I think Max Power was unbelievable I think yeah, I know with Maguire scoring the goal they'd probably get man of the match but I think Max Power is it, would have been in which if it was a nil all draw I think Max Power would have been man, uh, man of the match to be honest with you. I thought I've it was phenomenal really critical of Max Power and, and I think I kind of came to a bit of an epiphany as to why is because I know he can produce what he's produced yeah. consistently yeah. over the past six to seven weeks and I think that's my frustration with Powers I know how good he can be this is not more not rating him yeah but like mm-hmm. that captaincy since he's put that armband on it's yeah. I don't know if it's a different person but it seemed to have changed him a little bit doesn't yeah. it seems like a big brother in the side really to yeah. the likes of Dobson. Dobson absolutely yeah, yeah. it was 100%. interesting we were noticing obviously we're in the, we're in the business lounge because anyone who's been in it you'll notice like outside there's a window where you can see the players coming in the players entrance and obviously we've seen Max Power get out of the car and he was in the passenger seat and oh this must be Charlie White giving him a lift because obviously they, they love each other I think that much is um, obvious it was actually George Dobson and Max Power rode in together yeah. and I, I don't know why I would have never put them two together as like close buddies but I suppose it's quite good to see that there is relationships that are developing within the squad as opposed to the ones we just see on social media now and again and yeah. the ones we hear of and the ones we see on the pitch. They're the important ones as well, isn't it? Because they're the two in midfield consistently over the last seven, eight weeks. So it's good to see them um, working together on and off the pitch. I also want to point out, uh, how did Bailey Wright miss that? <laughs> oh my God, was that Bailey Wright? Yeah. I thought it was, Char- I thought it was Charlie no, Wright. No, Bailey Wright. Oh my God. Man. Well, Charlie White got dogs abuse for that an hour. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Charlie White um, got dogs abuse anyway. Yeah. White then did miss the chance after after Gooch hit the post. That was Bailey no, Wright. That, oh, was that Bailey Wright? The crossbar. Hit the crossbar. I no, thought that was... he hit the pass right back no, to the, the post. Back to keep oh, yeah. Gooch cut in just at the half time, hit the post. We missed so many chances. And, and then White, it felt the White might kick the straight into the goalkeeper. That, that Gucci run is class. I think. Like, I just sometimes feel like he, he like you know Spider Man like whatever made Spider Man Spider Man. Occasionally I just think like Gucci just gets like some kind of messy injection yeah. and just goes, Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna do this. But like the thing I've liked about Lyndon Gooch, and I was shouting at him a few times today because and I think everyone gets frustrated with Gucci holding onto the ball sometimes. Yeah. You know what, he's releasing that ball, but he's doing that little bit of magic then releasing it. Yeah. And there's definitely a maturity coming through Lyndon Gooch that I haven't seen, I didn't expect maybe two months ago. Um I, I didn't think Lyndon Gooch coming back would be such a big player for us. The game is slowing down for him, maybe. You know, the composure's coming in because he's not 21, 22, and well, he's 23, 24 now. 23, 24. Yeah, so like, he's maturing a little bit, as you're saying, but it's composure, and obviously the game slows down around you then, so you don't mind putting your foot on it and having to look around as opposed to just putting the head down yeah. and doing a dunk and what more with us. 
I really felt like Maguire today as well. I mean, Maguire normally after 60 minutes is blown out of his arse. But there's a few times this... I mean, I even said I went, I'd maybe get one bit of pace because Maguire will probably start tiring at around the 70-minute mark. And the one person that didn't tire was Chris Maguire. Such a big game. He just kept wanting the ball. He's yeah. a big game player. He's a big game player. He always, he, always, he always stands up in the big games. We were saying beforehand, I was convinced Maguire was going to have a big game today because he's due one. And in fairness to him, when the big games come around, he's always... He's always stood up to be counted for. Now that could be a massive goal now by the end of the season. You could look back on this game, it could be a massive push for automatic promotion. I hope, I hope after the next few, next few games coming up. I think I want to take a bit of credit for that goal as well as in the change room yesterday. I put a bit of magic into his jersey. <laughs> It was, it was the only jersey I picked up, so I take credit for that. 50-50 me, Chris. Curiosity, next week, or oh, Tuesday, sorry, so going into the game against Watchdale, it absolutely needs to be a game that we look at winning, 100%. But just to put some minutes in legs and just to kind of freshen things up a little bit so we don't look as leggy as maybe we did sort of first half, and just to kind of make sure the players don't burn out, do you bring in Lafferty, Scowen, like from the beginning? John? Maybe? Yeah, Declan John wasn't even on the bench. Hume, no, surprised. Hume, look, Hume looked tired today, so I think, I think maybe give, give him a game off and have him back at the weekend, then maybe. Yeah, I agree. And that's going to happen with Hume, I think, as well. I mean, it's his first, it's his first proper season, isn't it? Really, and I know he's 22, 23, but he's he's never been out on loan or anything like that. And I think Declan John is. He's been at Rangers, Swansea. We're not talking clubs here that are like League One level. He'll he'll be experienced enough and want to impress enough to. He should be able to come in, and then you, you know, if he plays really well, you've got competition. And Denver Hume's not the first choice. And the same with Lafferty. Like I think that's why I probably saw Lafferty because I think Charlie White's beginning to think he's the, the guy who always plays there. And if I'm honest with you, I think Lafferty is ten times bigger yeah. and better. And it might be a good game for Lafferty to get in against Rochdale. Like they're not the strongest team in the league. It could be a good chance to get off the mark and a goal. But uh, you'd assume, even with a couple of changes, that's a game we should be winning comfortably enough. Yeah. But we never do things like that. No, it's just <laughs> won't be Sunderland. Not Sunderland do no. um, a quick word on it, Twitch. Um, they don't look like the side that's going to be touching the automatics, do they? No. no. First half, I thought they were decent enough. I think we um, we exposed 09 a little bit there, and they exposed 09 down that wing. Yeah. We got a lot of ball. It was their number 30, I can't remember his name. Um, I think I have the programme here. That, that was lucky that we had the programme yeah. right on that. Miles Kenlock, was it? He was, I thought he was really, really good, first 20. But no, they don't really show like, any potent threat up front. Like, with respect, Will, Will Keane is not a great striker. Like, no. And we, in fairness, we made him look like Messi for the first 20 to met the ball and the space we're giving him on the ball. But you saw once we actually tightened up and we actually pressed them higher up the pitch, they were great. They were making a lot of mistakes. And, but no, I agree. I'd say they're playoffs at best. Yeah, I would say playoffs at best because any team can go on a little bit of a run when they're in like sort of the top 10. I think and go from like seventh to like fourth it seems like look at us we were 13th couple the wins and we suddenly were like fifth off top but I think the good thing is you're looking at Sunderland's games and take you know what I, I'm going to stick my neck on the line here and as much as it kills me to say it I think Portsmouth are sure fire to the best team yeah by far they've, they've hit the stride at the right time yeah. but they've had the difficult period out the way and they were just dominated us last week they were just a better side but I think outside of that game we've been absolutely excellent professional um Defensively. Defensively solid. And that, that's the fifth, I think it's the fifth clean sheet in six games. Yeah. Um, before Parkinson came in, we had one. And that was Sheffield United, of all bloody teams. <laughs> uh, 
so I think, and I've, I've been very critical of Parkinson's and it probably will continue to be until we promote it. Um, and I, I've said this many times, I, couldn't, I can't wait to be wrong, I'm dying to be wrong. Um, beating humble pie. But you've got to give them credit like for getting those clean yeah. sheets. You've got to give them credit for those clean sheets. Yeah. Like, for these made us... It's like the Sam Allardyce situation, isn't it? Like, we went through the kind of really shit period. Maybe it's a little bit different getting off Evan to get a bit of Gillingham, like, but... Um, and now he's, like, got that defence solid. He's got a, a formation of the team that he wants to play. And no matter how many times we say, change this hard, maybe try that, maybe do that different, he keeps doing the same thing and grinding out results. He knows the division, though, doesn't he? Like, I mean, he's been here, he's done it before. I mean, it's not, it might be the prettiest football to watch all the time, or it's not, like, sexy play. But, like, I mean, in fairness, we're getting the results, and I'll take 1-0 wins all to the rest of the season if we get promoted. Today, I was only I was saying about 75 minutes in, it, had, it felt like a nil-all draw. Like, you look back at the likes of yourself, yourself over Shrewsbury, you know, we hit the crossbar, we hit the post, we had 65% possession. But you, just, you knew we weren't going to score. It felt like that after a while, didn't it? It did, it did. But today, I don't know, we just had that bit of steel, I suppose, that we, we do kick on again when, I suppose, turn the screw a little bit, as I, I, I'd, I'd like to say. You know, that kind of way. Um, just, yeah, it feels like the team is made of kind of Hard, hardier yeah. stuff, exactly, yeah. It felt a bit like the MK Dons game, where, like, if I remember the first half of MK Dons, it was shocking, like, really bad. But then the second half, we just stepped it up a gear. Yeah. Um, and I think 1-0 wins like that, that's what is going to get sides promoted. We have the players with that bit of magic to get those goals, like Maguire got today and Gooch before. Like, so if we keep it solid at the back, I would I'd give us a really good chance of getting that second spot because I'd probably agree with you think Portsmouth are the number one team in the league, to be fair. It's, it's not pretty and it's not the most beautiful football we've ever seen and we don't have the most talented players on the pitch and, you know... There's a lot of negatives you could find from it, but at the end of the day, this division doesn't need anything extraordinary to get out of it. We've got enough players like Gucci who can pull out winners against like MK Dons. You've got a good set of strikers there, and you know Charlie White, Lafferty. Uh, I mean, Will Griggs didn't even get on our bench, and how many League One teams would love that? And I know he's been shite for us, but I don't think Greg is a bad player. I think it's just been a bad move, and it happens. But we've got enough in this league for the games that we need to just get over the line when we haven't played that well. We've shown at MK Dons and we've shown today that we've got those players that can just turn that nil-nil or one-one into a one-nil or two-one. Um, I think as a team, collectively, without that bit of magic, we're still good enough to keep ourselves in every game. Take out the Portsmouth games, I don't think anyone's really troubled us necessarily. Um, I'm going to stick my head on the line. I'm going to say. I think we'll go up automatically. <laughs> Second place. Second place. I'll take that. Well, well, we don't want Wembley, so absolutely. <laughs> I'd love Wembley if we bloody won at the yeah. fucking place. We don't, so we never win at Wembley. We never win at Wembley. I think uh, you're saying they're at Portsmouth as well. I think in the first half, though, against Portsmouth, we, we actually, we were... Oh, well, nine shot goes in the back of the net. It could be a different game. game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think they, they played us off the park, so that's great, and as much as we're beating them up. I don't think we should be afraid of them either, you know? No, absolutely Even, not. No. God forbid if we did end up in the playoffs with them again, for instance. I don't think we should be afraid of them. I would fancy us to get to Wembley in the playoffs, just when not we to eventually win. get there. It's like, we want to get there for the trip, but then you know they just no. hold it up. Um, thanks very much for joining us with... Well, I'm, I was going to say I'm going to go get drunk, but I'm not. Uh, like SAFC fan TV. We do that. Not for me, because I'm ill. I'm going to but Michael is obviously but thanks very much for being on lads thank you
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.